This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is our triumphant return. Uh, yeah, we're back after what, two and a half, three weeks. And uh, <laughs> as you probably know, this is a podcast where we talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, a lot better than I was the last time we spoke to everybody. Uh, oh, the tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the, had the tooth issue. It's all healed up now. I'm 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 talking uh, normal. I well, I'm ta- I'm still talking poorly, but I'm talking <laughs> the normal amount of poorly. So. Oh, there you go. There you go. You but don't I, look crazy and swollen anymore, so that's a positive. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, now we're we're, we're uh, here uh, meeting here to talk, uh, you know, just generally about the the first half half of this season of one yes. at a time and yes, we have yeah. a couple uh, guests with us you want to introduce them memory we do you may remember our first guest from our second question mark episode of greetings from wonderland i think so welcome back jason george Yay. hello hello Yay. Yeah, my, old, my old college roommate that's me i had that honor my old brosif oh, <laughs> that's right that's me <laughs> and and who 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 is that uh, chuckling in the background, Emory? That would be Deb 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 Deb. Hello, good morning from Germany. Hey, what time what time is it there? I always forget. It's two a.m. Two a.m. I always forget what time it is. Guten Morgen. So I have to set an alarm. I just say set an alarm for Atlanta time, eight o'clock. Wake me up that time. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to say I always forget what time it is here too. <laughs> well, I do. You're right. You're absolutely right. That happens as well. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, but yeah, I, they're they're going to be joining us. We're going to be talking uh, some uh, you know mid season goodness. And I even I, I normally don't do this for non normal episodes, but I even wrote a rhyme this week. So I am Marie. If you want to get us started with the rhyme, and we'll. We'll get started. All right, bear with me. I've only read through it once. Okay. All right. Tonight's ep- <sighs> <laughs> He said it. <laughs> he said the magic word. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Tonight's episode is without rhyme or reason. We're talking with folks about once his half season. We'll talk about Pan and his self-obsessed stories and analyze Emma's plate of new worries. We'll have a lot of feedback from people who listen, some of them wrecked and some of them racked with contrition. In this episode, we'll pick up the slack whilst we wait for once to finally come back. <laughs> no, but it's still going to be like a month and a half, two months, something oh, like that. God. You're kidding me. That long? Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> yeah, March, a month and a half. March. So oh, it's going to be it. insane. Uh, you know, before we get started, just uh, Anne-Marie, I just realized that uh, we're probably going to have to record an episode uh, one of our regular episodes over skype because you're doing a convention in portland in march aren't you i totally am and it's going to be like the second episode (laughs) nice on the road action recorder Anne marie all right i like it be recorded probably at a really weird time since i'll be in portland 
yes. at a convention working. <laughs> Fun. Fun. That'll be interesting. Might have to be a lunch break recording. <laughs> uh, just uh, two quick things I, w- I w- also wanted to point out uh, here at the top before we get into the meat I, and everything. First of all, uh, me and Anne-Marie, I, in preparation for this episode, we went back and listened to all of our episodes for this half season, right? And uh, we, uh, Anne-Marie today was listening to an episode of uh, – the Hobo Connection, or the Hobo Connection episode, which I think was the Tank episode. Yeah, it was the Tank right? episode. And uh, I basically called uh, the finale in that episode, and that was, what, what episode four or five? Yeah, something like uh, that. Hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll pull up the text message here to get the, exactly what you said. Uh, <laughs> in all caps, yes, mind in, you. Yes, in all caps. Hold on, my iPhone's bugging me for my password, and now it's loading up stuff. Ah, um, one sec. Yeah, uh, but let's see here. Yeah, uh, you called the Wicked Witch and Hobo Connection. And then I said, LOL, what did I say? And uh, then, uh, well, you know what? Why don't we go ahead and play the clip here? Let's hear what he said. Okay, so here's my theory. Okay. Okay, and this is this is mainly brought on by the fact that Mulan and Robin Hood are together in the Enchanted Forest. Crush-tastic. We have we have the Storybrooke characters Storybrooke. Uh, over in Storybrooke. We have the rest of the characters over in Neverland. We know that there's something that's killing magic. If I was going to peg a land as being the source of all magic, I would peg the Enchanted Forest. My theory is that at the end of this half season, mm-hmm. all of our characters, Storybrooke, Neverland, Enchanted Forest, are all going to meet up in the Enchanted Forest to take on whoever's killing magic. Who is left to take to be killing the magic? The Wicked Witch of the West. No, I don't know, actually. No, but, but that'd be really good. Yeah, that would be cool, Wouldn't huh? that be good? No, actually... It's uh, the monkeys! Sorry. A, 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 witch, a witch seems almost too weak <laughs> to uh, be that. I'm try- the monkeys? Trying to think. Who, who would be the big bad? So I called it, basically, right? I can't believe you called it. Yeah, I, I called Wicked Witch, even though I kind of backed off on there. You did back off. Towards the end. But uh, Wicked Witch, everyone ending up in the Enchanted Forest, I think the writers are stealing from me. And they I'm, might I'm be. Actually, well, you did say we had a very high Canadian download rate. Yes, uh, particularly around where they shoot uh, once upon a time. So I've, I'm going to sue. Oh, really? Oh, just kidding. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, uh, web analytics are very interesting things <laughs> to look at. Cool. Uh, but, uh, Sounds like a blast. Let's just talk about that the whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm sorry. I'm no, up to no good tonight already. That's okay. That, we like we it. We dude. like it. Uh, but, uh, it, you know, I, I always like to pat myself on the back when I'm right. So I just wanted to point that out. And uh, also me and Anne-Marie, uh, we just wanted to announce that we are going to be uh, kind of sporadically at the beginning. But we're going to be starting a new uh, television show centric podcast. Uh, here in the next week or so, um, it's going to be based on the uh, Fox TV show that's coming up, Gotham, which is about uh, Commissioner mm-hmm. Gordon in Gotham City, uh, pre-Batman, basically. Or it, It's kind of unclear whether Batman might come into it somewhere down the line or whatever, but basically it's going to be a Batman Universe TV show on Fox. And we're going to do a podcast about it. We're going to start soon because Amory doesn't know a lot about Batman. Uh, so we're going to uh, be watching uh, Batman Year One uh, and reading maybe some Gotham Central, things like that. But it's called Legends of Gotham. If you want to follow it on Twitter, it's at Legends of Gotham. And we don't have the website set up yet, but that'll be up soon. And, uh, you know, keep an eye on our Twitters for that. But I, I just wanted to put that right at the top. And you know what? I We've been talking about five minutes about not directly once half-season related things. So why don't we go ahead and start with JG. JG, how would you like the uh, half-season? 
Oh, it, it was really good. I mean, if I had a you know one negative thing to say about the whole thing, I I don't think I'm alone in this complaint. But uh, I, I got a little tired of the uh, the Neverland stuff. You know, did I got to admit that uh, I I did. Well, let me tell you why. I mean, okay. it, not that it was a bad story. Uh, it it left out all the other characters that were back home still. You know, back in Storybrooke still, and I yeah. think they were really interesting. You know, I like mm-hmm. uh, you know grumpy i like you know all those characters and they didn't really have a role in that you know the bulk of the season so far so that's my main critique you know the negative critique i should say negative well, yeah, comment I, I can definitely agree with that like a uh, St- storybrook was sorely missed this season for sure yeah totally. i really missed storybrook i wanted to see mayor bell <laughs> in her uh, all of them. <laughs> That does or does not have a dragon in it still? I mean, I don't know. I think it's still there. Wait, was Maleficent killed or not? And I mean, I guess with the curse It doesn't matter now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's irrelevant now, isn't it? Yeah, it's like... It's crazy. That's the thing is the the way they ended it... I know we're already skipping right to the end. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But but the way they ended it, it's it's just going to be interesting to see how all that shakes out with... You know, if you reverse the curse, you reverse so much uh, development we've seen in powers, emotional uh, relationship aspects of characters and stuff. You just kind of... Got to kind of wonder what they're going to keep and what they're going to toss out with the uh, with their kind of right. series reboot. <laughs> right. Yeah, if did... there was a time, yeah, that you needed to retcon something, <laughs> now mm-hmm. would be the time. <laughs> yeah, bring <laughs> back know? everyone who ever died. <laughs> right. So is it for right. sure that they all have their memories still? Yes, they do. Okay, yeah. so they all have their memories still. At least they from the remember. previews, it Every. appears as though they have the memories the way they're speaking. Yeah, there was like a group of, what, eight or ten characters in that shot where it was very obvious they... No, remembered. it was everybody who was standing at the, the line. Oh. Town line. Yeah, so I mean, there was quite a good collection. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking the one shot where they, they it's impl- very much implied, basically said that they still have their memories and everything. Yeah, because I think Snow says something... I don't remember what, so that wasn't really <laughs> yeah. that great of a comment, but she said something. Well, it was like three weeks ago when we saw it, right? So. It's been a right. while. It's not fresh, right, right. Exactly. See, that's Which what is, I should have probably watched. Yeah, you, you know, we probably should have gone back and actually watched the episodes and ju- instead of just listening to us talk about the episodes. But, you know, what are you going <laughs> to do? We for that. We were both working. <laughs> you know, we had to multitask. Exactly. Right, right. Uh, Debbie Deb Deb, uh, overall, what would you think of the half season? Oh, I loved it so far. I I think I agree that it could have been a season finale, maybe even like a entire season finale. I loved it, but I I think I really wonder where they're going to go with this now. Now, are they going to be this new Never Wonderland? I mean, (laughs) I don't really know where they are. I guess they went back to Wonderland or no. Man, I'm going to get confused. <laughs> it's 2 a.m. It's okay. It's because everything's a land, too. Yeah, everything's yeah. – well, there's somewhere. There's a bunch of them in a place with the land, so – With the magic and the stuff and the things. <laughs> and the whatnot. Catching my drift. I like it. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I definitely hear what you're saying. It definitely could have been you know, a series finale, and uh, it, it's just – that's the thing. Like, like we said, reboot. Uh, that's – 
basically where we are now. They can really go in any direction they want to, which is exciting. But you kind of you you kind of get worried a little bit, too. Are they going to throw, you know, the baby out with the bathwater or something? It's dangerous. They're going to actually have a baby. So that's a dangerous statement. (laughs) Are they going to throw Snow's Snow's baby out with the curse? You know, that's all I'm saying. Right. There's no way to do it. She's super brago. (laughs) (laughs) I remember Emery saying last time, how did she get that awesome apartment in New York City? Like, yeah. did she just drive there and say, hey, I'm here. Where's my apartment? Like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh, where's my magic apartment? You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you know. Well, well, Emma Swan is a known grifter, so I'm sure she just scammed somebody out of it. There's probably a guy tied up in the closet who actually owns the place. And her and Henry out there all happy having breakfast while he's like, mm. Okay, well, I think I told everybody in your comments that one day what my major complaint about that scene was, correct? Uh, refresh us. Fresh, yeah. Okay, okay. She straight up knows who Hook is. Yeah. Because there was – okay, I, let's think about this a moment. I'm yeah. sitting down. It's early morning. I'm eating breakfast with my son. A strange man comes to my door. With a knows hook my for a hand. hand. A hook for a hand. <laughs> and I'm just like, finish your breakfast, Henry. It's nothing. Now, come on. I think you're going to freak out a little bit more. So that told me she totally knew who she who he was. Yeah, and I think I, I, that's my opinion. I don't that's know. It, it is New York City, though. Guys in silk shirts with, shirts with uh, hooks for hands and guy liner. That's not really a strange thing. Maybe, <laughs> you know? but it's yeah, but thing they, they start making out with you? <laughs> right, right. Well, actually, Anne-Marie, surprisingly, that's not a strange thing either. Last time I was in New York, some guy in a silk shirt, hook hand, <laughs> just started making out with me. Like well, I, was I mean, just you have that effect on people, Bill. I, but I do, I do, especially <laughs> people with prosthetics. Yeah, but if that person comes to your door and says Bill Meeks and starts making out with you, <laughs> you know, then you might be like, I think I know this guy. Like, <laughs> I must know this guy. <laughs> great visuals, great visuals. Okay. Well, thank you. That's what I'm good at. <laughs> okay, so I guess uh, you know, I kind of just uh, picked some big macro topics uh, to discuss here. Uh, I'm starting off uh, with Pan, uh, and uh, I'll just go ahead and I'll start off with how I feel about Pan, what I liked about him, and then I'll dole it out to each of you while I look up other stuff to talk about. Uh, (laughs) But uh, basically, you know, I really loved Pan. I thought thought he was great. I thought he was very accurate to the uh, book version of Pan. I thought that it was interesting that he was the bad guy here because we were seeing the story from the adult's perspective. And I'm boring myself because I said all this in multiple episodes. So, Amory, uh, basic impressions of Pan overall. Um, horrible person. Yeah. Absolutely horrendous person. Fantastic actor. <laughs> Fantastic actor. Which is why he was such a bad character. <laughs> At both well, age I mean, levels, too. Like, oh, he's I, creepy, too. Oh, he's completely creepy. I mean, let's not take that away. Like I've told you guys before, the, the Lost Boys have this Children of the Corn thing going on. Yeah. You know, it creeps me out. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it works. I like it. Yeah. 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 I which I, I I really I forget the guy's name, but the guy they got to play uh, older Pan to or like a uh, the uh, OG Pan Rumpel's dad, Rumpel Pan, Mister Skin. No, that's not that's something else. Don't Google that, people. Yeah, that's not him. This episode yeah. is taking that's a very dark him. turn. I the, I I, told, I I said said it before we started. This was going to be nice and loosey goosey. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> enjoy no but i really like the uh the older actor who played uh rumple's dad too i thought he was just it, at first he seemed kind of sweet and kind of like oh that old lovable drunk from you know the town square and then you're like wait a second no this guy's like really sleazy creepy and he he, yeah. he, he kind of played that that dynamic of it well you're absolutely right it, 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 off the bat he seems like a decent fellow but then he be you know just mm-hmm. it's clear he's a jerk i mean a creep <laughs> big creep selfish he, he's like a he, he's he's like a textbook uh, narcissist almost. Mm. Well, I'd agree. And the thing about it, I think that's also interesting about it is the addition of his character makes the audience more sympathetic with Rumpelstiltskin. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and I and I think it's important. You know, because it's clear that it, I think he's a fan favorite. I'd say. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so oh yeah, the, Rumpel's you know, what hooked me into the show. Oh, he's my favorite too. I mean, you know, uh, so it seems to me like when you have a character that popularity, you know, you, you kind of want, even though he's done horrible things, the audience still has to have some kind of sympathy for the guy, or mm-hmm. the character won't work. You know, especially and I think that's what since makes they, the yeah, especially since they take uh, the the things that are wrong with Rumpelstiltskin, they take them back all the way to his childhood when his father abandoned them. Right. Mm-hmm. And then his father looks like the – I mean Rumpelstiltskin's a jerk, but his father's like – you know, if, if, if Rumpelstiltskin's a tool, his father's the Home Depot. I mean it's, you know, <laughs> he's off. Sorry. <laughs> OK. Uh, uh, since, since you laughed in, uh, Deb, <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts on Pan overall? I completely agree with everybody. I think Pan was like a very interesting character. I liked how they switched it up like that. I mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, when we all found out who it was, it was mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of I think that really boosted ratings, number one, because I think it was kind of taking a lull there for a minute yeah. and people started getting interested in it again. So I think that was really great, especially because it's. Now we have these big split between the whole season. It's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do with that. Because we, we don't know if they're actually dead, right? We know that they disappeared. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're quote unquote dead. Yeah, so they, they could have been like, you know, trans, I mean, they could have been sent somewhere. It was a but, portal. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. it's a portal. There we go. It was a portal. <laughs> like, nice, nice. <laughs> I love it. Harry Potter reference. But I think if we I think we'll find out more. I, I agree that we needed to see a little bit about Rumpelstiltskin and actually feel for him because there was a point there where everyone hated him, you know, and then I think yeah. we all love him now. So I think it's really kind of melted hearts, which is good. Uh, before we move on, uh, I, I'll, I'll throw it uh, out to anyone. Any favorite pan moments in particular? I can't get the picture out of my head of him catching the crossbow bolt bolts. <laughs> oh, so I think yeah. that's hardcore. I love that. Oh, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but uh, I, honestly, he he the every time he's on screen, it's a memorable moment. You know, mm. he's good. He's oh, really sure. good. He has yeah. smarmy down to a science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, for for me too, it's a it's hard to peg like a particular moment. It really it's any time he he told at. Uh, not a lie, but like a half truth where he told the truth, but in the most deceiving way possible. Those were always my favorite moments because they were just so darn clever, right? Right. Yeah. right. Agreed. It, and some <laughs> some of them you didn't even realize that they they were 
what they were until, you know, two or three episodes down the line. And then you think back and you're like, oh, wait a second. When he said that, he, he actually meant this. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which says which says a lot about Rumpelstiltskin because he does the same exact thing. This right. is true. In a roundabout it, way. And he <laughs> abandons his son for power, just like Pan. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, kind of, wait, maybe. Yeah, well, he abandons the use of his foot <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah, you know one one thing that one thing that was was kind of a disconnect uh you know talking about the older actor and robbie k uh you know is i i really didn't see a lot of either one in the other one's performance you no. know because pan was no, very no. pan was very proper and almost had kind of like a regal thing going on where uh you know uh older uh rumple's dad was just kind of a street rat <laughs> Well, like the town drunk, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Like, he was a, that was his chance to reinvent himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Person right. he always wanted to be, and now he had that opportunity to start over. I can see that. I like or that. he was that when he was a kid, and somewhere things went wrong. He became the town drunk. I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know yeah, that uh. Freeze. That old European uh, alcohol will do that to you. You start slurring your words. You grow facial hair. You want to throw away your son. You know, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of uh, throwing Wait, things away, this isn't a this isn't a good segue at all. I'm talking about the shipping wars. Let's talk about the shipping wars. Captain Swan, oh, Swanfire. Uh, you, you know, uh, when uh, we were listening back through the episodes, it was like I think I think there was like one mention of it in the first episode, and then we spent about two minutes on it in the second episode. And by three or four episodes in, it was like half the episode every week yeah. because of how everyone was reacting to it. But I, I'll go around and I well, we know where you stand, Amory. You're one of those Swan Fires. <laughs> I am a Swan. Uh, but uh, JG, if you had to choose between uh, Captain Hook and Emma or Neil and Emma, who would you choose and why? Neil and Emma, Neil easily. And Emma. <laughs> why do you say this? Well, because it. it We're no well, longer friends anymore, by the way. <laughs> right, right. I'm afraid to kind of. I'm afraid to say. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no actually, place. <laughs> well, here's the deal. The one area that I haven't been able to really have a lot of sympathy for Captain Hook is in his love life. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the first time, I mean, he makes his debut stealing a man's wife from him and basically ruining the man's life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so automatically right off the bat, I didn't, ha- you know, so as the guy in me is like, I'm not going to, I don't want that guy to be able to get with the good girl, you know? And then on the other hand, well, Emma's Neil. not a real good girl, like. Uh, but she's still kind of, you know? Tallahassee, <laughs> Tallahassee, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, you, you're you right, you're right. But, but, but I like Neil. I just like Neil. He's, you know, he's the father, he's the daddy, he's the, you know, this, that, and the other. And it just seems to me like he's going to be a little bit more stable than you know captain hook you yeah. know yeah uh, uh deb we might have talked about this before and I, i'm gonna keep adding debs every time I say <laughs> it. uh but uh where, where do you fall on this debate so i am a total swan fire lover um i've always believed that that is exactly what needs to happen because i mean i made henry there's a lot of connections between the whole storyline between that but my question is why did the the uh, writers send um, Hook 
to go kiss Emma. Like, where the hell was Neil? Because they're meant to be together. Duh. Well, Listen, that's you're the thing. Voted. Three to one. Hot yeah. I know. I'm all alone here out on my little Captain Swan Island. <laughs> I, I think the writers are trying to set up this, yeah. like, this mm-hmm. Captain Swan thing because that whole little flirtation thing before she left the line, like, you better not forget about me. Yeah. I think that is really kind of pushing the Captain Swan. But I have a feeling, and this is just my prediction, that he's going to die. Like, Hook's going to die to be able to give Emma the life with Neil. But I, yeah. I just, be I'm guessing, but that's just what I think. Well, I, can... I love that prediction, and I have to second everything that she just said. I agree wholeheartedly with everything she said. <laughs> she killed it right there with that. Yay! So. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, lo- I'm looking through my Skype contact list here to see if we can drop one of you guys and bring on a captain swan. <laughs> you've got noah but that was good i i agreed completely with that yeah, yeah. I, I i would be happy with that resolution because i i think at the end of the day uh the reason i like hook so much is because he he's he's had some bad stuff happen to him mostly related to rumple's family so agreed to, so and to, that's what's good about this season too. To, yeah. That gives more of Hook's story. Mm-hmm. You know, why is Hook? What makes Hook Hook? You know, I I, sure. I just I just think uh, Hook Hook is you know head over heels for Emma, and he deserves to be happy after everything. You know, and I mean <clears throat> Neil. Neil has other people. He has his son. He has he'll probably have his father again. Let's be honest, uh, you know. But uh, Hook doesn't really have anyone. He just has a bottle of rum, which you know well, is fine. But see, I have to go back to something that Deb 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 said a moment ago, <laughs> and, and and that was the fact that it it seems kind of forced, though. You yeah. know, the whole uh, you know, it's kind of like. Somebody in the, on the writing staff read on the internet, uh, you know, a big uh, Captain Swan, you know, fan page or some fan fiction and was like, that's a good idea. <laughs> so, you know. I, I don't know if you go back to uh, the first time the characters meet and they go up uh, to the land of the giants. There's some pretty heavy flirtation going on there. Yeah. I think uh, who was it? Elizabeth on our Facebook this week reminded me of that. That's that's at that point. Right. I liked it. Mm hmm. Because at that point we did not have Neil. Yeah, yeah. I think that was po- that was post Tallahassee, but pre Neil coming back into the story proper, right? Exactly, and until yeah. he came back proper, that wasn't really a thing. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, I don't know. Just saying. We, I, I guess we'll find out the what happens there next half season, but uh, you know, Captain Swan forever. Can, okay. can I? Oh. I would like to throw something else into the whole shipping thing. Okay. Um. Sleeping warrior. Yes, we need to awaken the sleeping warrior. <laughs> I would like to awaken the sleeping warrior. <laughs> yeah, I love like it. Them. Mm-hmm. They were yeah, cute. That definitely needs revisited. If nothing else, and I, 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 I heard myself complaining about this on the uh, on the episode where it happened was mm-hmm. that they they just didn't go all the way with it. Like as far yeah. as like blatantly Committing saying this is it. what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of subtext, not a lot of text. Right. Uh, so. Yeah. It, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, especially since they're back in the Enchanted Forest, we'll get back to that and they'll finally lay it out on the page. And got to come out somewhere, somehow, right. somewhere. You can't put your foot in the pool without jumping in. Yeah, like this. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I, I would even be OK, you know, as much as, you know, I would love to see that pairing, you know, continue on through the story and everything. I would really I think it would be really neat to do a storyline where. Aurora rejects Mulan or something, you know, because you you with like, a, you know, LGBT characters, you don't really see a lot of them being 
you know, rejected when they're romantically loving somebody. When they, you know, it's like a physical thing. Yeah, you see that happen all the time. But you, there's never really been, especially a mainstream show like wants to kind of tackle what it's like as an LGBT lgbt person to you know deal with rejection is much yeah yeah it would i i think it's a neat idea the whole concept i yeah. mean really yeah especially because really it's aurora you know yeah yeah <laughs> it's I like, all these twists on the characters are what make it interesting to me exactly you know i mean i think that's like one of the things i said to you before bill i believe i said you know with the addition of the oz stuff well where does it end i mean like i think i told you like like american like tall tales like paul bunyan or something Tom sawyer yeah, yeah. you totally know can come into it yeah you know so but then the interesting question after that is what liberties will the writers take with these characters that you already know Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and I think that that's what makes the Mulan Aurora thing really interesting because it, the little things like that you don't really consider, you know. Right. Yeah. And, and it so, makes it especially it makes it especially interesting just because it's done by ABC, which is a Disney property, which means they get to use kind of well, not I I guess the iconic for anyone born in the last fifty years versions of the characters to tell these kind of unconventional stories like Cinderella being a single mom. You know, right. stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just a, a very interesting way to go about it. And it's something you wouldn't necessarily expect uh, Disney to approve of. But obviously they do. But it's still getting Disney's exposure hip. to these characters. Mm-hmm. What's that? Said it's Disney still getting is exposure. Ah, we'll My fault. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> but it's good. I, I think Amory was saying, but it's still getting the characters exposure. Not that Disney needs further exposure. For all we know, next season they'll be in Norway and Frozen because Frozen is like everywhere. Yes, a, yeah. even coming to Broadway. And Broadway. the soundtrack is in my head. I've been listening to it all week. It's you know, really I actually here. It's pretty good. It is. Yeah. I Let's go right now. Bye. <laughs> we'll Skype through the movie. <laughs> Special episode where we live Skype uh... a movie. <laughs> okay, so let it go. Let it go. Sorry. So sorry. Well, you, you know, we always have to sing a couple times an episode. It's basically. Oh, yeah, you, really got do. To. you got to. Okay, so uh, Rumpelstiltskin's death. What? Or, or not. Or, or not. maybe. Possibly. Nah. I, I, I guess I'll start with uh, – and we'll go ahead and start with you, Anne-Marie. Hey, how, how did you feel about the way it went down, even the – regardless of the result? Uh, how did you think about, you, you know, that last 10 or 15 minutes of the episode? It was amazing. Mm. It was amazing. I loved the way it happened. I didn't like that it happened. Mm. But I think um, – I don't believe that either of them are really dead, to be honest, because they just disappeared. There's no body. When there's no body, there's no death. And sometimes even when there is a body, there's there is no death because then you kill the shadow and you come back to life. Mm. So that's me. well. Rumpelstiltskin always has the contingencies. You know, I mean, like I just don't believe that. As much as I love him, and as much as I think he would be willing to give himself up, you know, to sacrifice himself for certain characters in the show. Yeah. I, I don't believe he just yet that he would go into something like that without a backup plan. Right. Like, See, you know, I, like I, something's going to happen contingent to these things that's actually going to benefit me in the end. See, I, <laughs> I'm know? almost of the opposite opinion. I think that he went in a, 
thinking he he was going to his death. You know, I, I, I think that was kind of his big noble sacrifice. And, you know, from from story logic, uh, I, I, I kind of feel like that sacrifice is what's going to allow him to finally shake the Dark One powers. Like that, that, that's, uh, you know, just my theory. But I think it makes sense that because, you know, through the throughout the entire half season with him wandering around talking to shadows <laughs> in a leather suit in Neverland, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was all about him dealing with the fact that he cared more about himself than he cared about anybody else, including his son or his grandson Hello? or whatever. What's that? Hello? 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 I think uh, JG might have got lost. Hey, I'll continue. He'll probably jump back on. But <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? Um, yeah, I don't know. Did I lose you guys? Hey, oh, there you are. There you're back. Hey, I'm here. I dropped okay. out. Sorry about that, guys. No, but uh, he he was spending the whole half season kind of dealing with the fact that he cared more about himself than he did about anybody else. He loved his son, uh, Henry. Uh, Whatever. And I, I think, uh, you know, that last episode, that last 15 minutes, he had the opportunity. He had a sword right there. He was about to cut off his hand with the cuff on it. And then he realized that I, I kind of think he realized that no matter what, uh, if he saved himself and saved everybody else, he was going to come to another decision point somewhere down the road where he was going to have to pick between himself and someone he loved again. And he probably wasn't going to make the right decision. And so he kind of decided to make the sacrifice. And I think because he made that, you know, in these kind of stories, if someone makes a very selfless uh, sacrifice for somebody else, yeah. uh, then generally whatever ails them <laughs> goes away. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So so I can yeah. definitely see that. But I mean, if it goes down like you said, JG, too, that's completely uh, fitting uh, within the character as well. So well, it's it, like the next season's going to start and he's like, I was Rumple the gray. I'm now Rumple the white, you know? You know <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> you know, you know wonder, what I mean? I wonder if Rumple is, and you know, maybe his dad, they're going to get a restart kind of, I mean, cause we don't really have any clue to what happened, even with like the preview. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to like get to start over again, maybe. See, or... I, I would definitely support that as long as Peter Pan stays young, because that would be kind of just a fun dynamic. The son being older than the dad, so he has to father <laughs> yeah. the son kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be just loopy enough for a once upon a time family tree too, right? Right, yeah, I right. Think yeah. Awesome. Everyone still <laughs> loves uh, Robbie Coltrane's. I don't think no one wants to see him go. Okay, they're probably Robbie trying Robbie to K. find yeah. a way to keep him. Oh, Robbie K. Why did I say Coltrane? I don't know. See, it's, 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 I'm really sorry. <laughs> Okay, and something we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but something I thought was worth noting. We finally got the episode. Oh, what was it called? What was the name of the episode? But we finally got to see uh, how Henry got adopted. And how horrible the adoption agencies in Boston are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was horrible. You don't need any You want a baby? Here's the baby. Yeah. Here's here's the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that baby cash. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so, something I was kind of wanting to get a feel from uh, both, both of our guests on, especially I think Amory, me and Amory already talked about it quite a bit. It, it, did did you guys assume that Regina during the the time the curse was fully active and everything? Did you assume she couldn't leave Storybrooke because uh, me and Amory had always worked under that assumption, and then that this episode kind of blew it out of the water. Yes, I I thought the whole curse was for everybody to include her. 
And Me too. she just, yeah. just left. She's like, Doo-doo-doo. I'm going to walk over the town line. No big deal. Yeah, And then it seems kind of like they reinforced that when the curse broke. But she she was one of the people who couldn't leave town without losing her magic. Right. So. Exactly. Right. Mm, yeah, I didn't like that. That was just weird. I, mm. I But there's maybe that thing where, like, you know, I made the spell. I can do whatever I want. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing that really makes sense. Like, I cast the curse, so why should it affect me, you know? Exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, because she obviously is the only one that knew what was going on, minus Rumple. So right. that would make sense that she could just put a little, you know, sidebar into the curse. Like, I can leave if I want. Right, right. Yeah, it's like, Rumple, Rumple's still a bit of a question mark there, like, because... Uh, you know, the the writers say flat out he didn't know anything, but there's always a glint in his eye in those flashback mm-hmm. sequences. Yeah, I think he knew. I yeah, did. And I, I think the reason why is because when she wanted to enact the curse while he was still incarcerated in that like jail with the weird bars, yeah. mm-hmm. he was like, I still want my memories. Right. Isn't is something making like that, that? I thought yeah. he said her. I still want my memories. And she said, I can do that. So no, she I, said that um, she would make his life comfortable or something. Okay, maybe that, that's probably what it is. But, but I'm sure he had some sort of a block. Exactly. Built really, he, wa- he made the curse, but he had Regina be the one to enact it. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. So, which makes sense too, because you know, didn't he train her? I mean, isn't yeah, he? The, yeah. You know, isn't he like the master? Yeah, and I think you know? she had the option, or she was able to put like some options, like some air conditioning, uh, four wheel drive, <laughs> that sort of thing, into the curse. But it was mainly Rumpel's design. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, uh, so let's see here. Uh, next up, I think we should probably each, uh, I don't know, just go well, ahead. I see we've jumped like six things and gumbled them all together. No, I, well, I, yeah, we've been skipping around a little. That's fine. No, but, though. It's Lucy Goosey. It's Lucy Goosey time, right? right? That's true. I just didn't realize. The Lucy Goosey okay. hour. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually, you know what? I think we'll start here with uh, JG. I, I was wondering, uh, what was your favorite moment of the season? Favorite moment of the season. Favorite uh, moment, favorite scene, that sort oh, of thing. Well, I love the the part with Rumpelstiltskin. You know, there in the finale, there the big, you mm-hmm. know, the big time. I, 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 as much as I knock on it, I, I and I keep repeating myself. I'm sorry, but the, the part with the, you know, eat your breakfast, Henry. Yeah. You know, with the hook. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, that that really stands out to me because to me that was one of those scenes that like. When you have that as your finale scene, that's the scene that everybody talks about. You know, what people refer to on the radio as water cooler scenes, you know, yeah. like, which, by the way, I don't know anybody that at work that hangs out around a water cooler, but whatever. Nope. Um, <laughs> I wait at the but, coffee machine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> a coffee pot. Right, right. But, you know, the thing of it is, I, that's the scene to me. And, uh, Anything about that? One thing that stands out about this scene, this season that I didn't like, and I know this is not the question really, but still, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't help it. Henry came across as a moron sometimes. I know that's yes. harsh, completely. I know that's harsh, but it, it was it, just come on. Especially stupid, stupid, stupid Henry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, especially in that scene. Uh, what was it? What is it? Skull Rock, I think. Um, yes. Where, yes. where, where he he was like, no, I'll save everybody. Ah! Yeah. What could possibly <laughs> go wrong in this cave shaped like a skull? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you Who know? walked in there willingly? 
You know, it seems legitimate. And then believe the guy that's been holding you captive for, you know, well, no time because it's Neverland. But uh, (laughs) a week. It's been a week, people. (laughs) But yeah, definitely. Actually, I just uh, I was I was going through pulling up old docs from all the old episodes looking uh, for for, for some other, you know, talking point stuff like that. And I, I pulled up the episode from that episode. And the point E is stupid, 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 stupid. Henry. Henry is stupid. Is the sub point. <laughs> yes. well, that was on, the first you know. episode I listened to again when I started re-listening. Weird guy and his group of creepy kids kidnap you and they take you to an island. They want you to go to a, a cave shaped like a skull and they and they want to take your heart out. What could possibly cool. go wrong? It's cool. Right. It's just nothing wrong magic, with dude. Yeah, yeah, and what does that mean? You're going to save magic. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, what does that mean? Like, it, it just, like, that's Henry's, like, stupid button. Mm-hmm. Say something yeah. about magic or how he's, like, in the know. Or, like, it's your your truest believer heart, Henry. You know? Right, yeah. right. Especially he's been so then... mad at Regina from using so much magic, and I remember him trying to get rid of it. How have all of a sudden he changed his mind to be able to save it? Right, I mean, right. But that was kind right? of the point. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I uh, thought he didn't like magic, you know. Exactly. He hated it because it made Regina evil. And then he's like, "No, I gotta save it. Oh man, I gotta save it, and I'm gonna kill myself in the process." <laughs> yeah, it's because... like oh, that becomes the price, but you gotta save it. Yeah. You know, like, it. Like it's risky, it's dangerous, but save it. All magic comes with a price. Your life. (laughs) Your heart, Henry. (laughs) That's the special ever. Okay, uh, Anne-Marie, favorite moment of the half season? Favorite moment. Oh, there are so many. Let's see. We'll go with one of my favorite moments because I'm sure it's not my favorite favorite. Mm -hmm. But um, I really enjoyed, like, Ariel and the Dingle Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was just nice. To, it, like it actually kind of, you know, it pulls at the heartstrings. Ariel was cool. Ariel was. I can't wait to see her actually get to do more. Mm-hmm. I yeah, know. And, and how she reacted. I, I especially like how she reacted to uh, the gun when uh, yes. John and Michael were <laughs> holding her captive. Uh, yeah. she, she was like, I'm not scared of your gun, and I don't know what it does. And not just because <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. I loved it. Loved yeah. it. Okay. Uh, deb, 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 deb. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) favorite episode or favorite moment rather favorite moment i think it was when we found out that peter pan was rumple's father Mm -hmm. i think that was mind-blowing maybe it was because it was and or especially in germany it was late and i was drinking a little bit and i was like (laughs) yelling like what are you talking about <laughs> and we're like running around my house, like mind blown, mind blown. My husband was like, "What's wrong with you?" I was like, "My mind is blown. I don't know what to do right now." <laughs> he was just laughing at me. And I think my, I guess I'll, I'll go, I'll follow. Uh, my least favorite moment was when, when, or was Panry was pretending to, <laughs> yeah, Panry was being very too much nice to Regina, and Regina was falling for it when he was yeah. really. And that really hurt me because yeah. she all she wants is his love, mm-hmm. you know, and he really did. That it was so dirty to me. I was like, oh, I my love God, Regina. I mm. 
love I that. I started character. to be a Regina lover this this season. I, I did. I mean, we she we saw her as a mother. We saw her struggling, which we never really see her do at all. And right. she really kind of came out of her shell, and it it kind of made her a little bit more personable. You know, she's coming around. She's coming yeah. around. Well, I've always liked her, but then you know, in the same way that all the girls have always liked Hook. You know, I mean, <laughs> so I, but, but this time now I, I like her for her interesting stories as well. Not just a pretty face. Uh, she's, yeah. she's good. I think that's a great character. And uh, I think that's really interesting. Again, I think I, I might've brought it up the last time I recorded with you guys, but how most of the people in this show that, that, that are evil or have this horrible background or whatever, mm-hmm. they were once decent, <laughs> you know, right. they were, they once loved people. And ultimately, that was what always ended up make you know twisting them dark side, you know. Yeah. And I and I think that's really interesting. And I think it's you know it's R- Regina. You know, she starts out like all lovey dovey. Now she, then she becomes evil, and it's almost like she's going back to that. You know, like like to the way she started out. It's kind of like you know the redemption story. They all get it though. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yep. and you're definitely right, right on with it, with the villains on this. I, I've compared it before to uh, the last couple of pages of a Batman story called "The Killing Joke" with Alan Moore, where basically the Joker and Love Batman it. are having a conversation, and uh, you know the Joker basically tells Batman, "The only thing that separates me from you is how we handled one bad day." More or less. And, Uh you you know, that's really what separates the heroes from the villains in this show, too, is just how how they how they handled one bad day. Uh, But let's see. uh, I'll just throw it out here real quick. Uh, My favorite moment uh, was probably Robbie Kay's monologue right before, uh, you know, the final uh, death scene out in the street where he's talking about, uh, you know, he's just like so mean and wicked and just like slimy and like a. Yeah, about <laughs> abandoning Rumpel and like hey, you were muling and you took my time and my oh, life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it right. was just you know I always like it when stuff skews dark and uh, it was it was a really really well done dark dark monologue. Right, and, right. Very established mm-hmm. villain at this point. Yeah, if, if you didn't hate Pan before that scene, you hate him after. And, yeah. Well, uh, if, if and if you didn't hate him after, then I don't want to know you. I don't want. In the same room with you. <laughs> and Bill, if I could add something, Pan, that part kind of in, in Pan as the character kind of runs counter to everything I said earlier about the redemption story. Mm-hmm. He was never good. Yeah, you know, yeah. it seems like he was always wicked. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, but that got- makes you see Peter Pan in a different light, almost. I mean, because I I literally watched Peter Pan maybe a couple weeks ago. And I was like, you know what? If I would have seen once, I would have really hated this guy. Sure, <laughs> but like yeah, in, sure. in the cartoon, he's like lovable and goofy. And you're like, oh, he's just a kid. He could do whatever he wants. But, you know, just seeing it from this point of view, and that's like the genius of this show, that they Agreed. twisted it to a point where he's an adult. He's actually, I mean, because obviously there's no time on Neverland. And it makes him look so much more crazy and evil in like in the cartoon version, really, than, you know, on this show. So I think they did a really good job with kind of twisting that a little bit. I would agree. OK, uh, JG, you have a, a heart out in about five minutes here, right? 
That's right. Maybe a couple minutes before that, actually, to be honest with you, to be oh, really? safe. Yeah. Okay. About well, two here, minutes or so. here, you know what? We'll do, we're we're going to talk about the new characters too, but I, I wanted to get this out of the way before JG left, and we'll go ahead and give preference to him on, on them, uh, just because. Do you have any predictions for uh, next half oh, yeah. season? I, uh, we, we we split this up into two categories. Practical predictions, things you think will happen, and crazy predictions, things you think probably won't happen but you would like to see happen. Okay. Uh, I would say something I predict to happen is I think Rumpelstiltskin is going to have a – oh, this – like I said earlier, he has some kind of plan for for something. You know, all the events that went down in that finale, mm-hmm. Rumpelstiltskin has some kind of backup curse or some kind of – you know, that's what I think. Now, if I could twist that into something crazy I'd like to see happen, mm-hmm. it would be something that, you know, that curse is something really, really cool that brings in, like, all kinds of other characters from all kinds of different genres and, you know, story types. And, like, some of the stuff I said earlier, you know, like a, like the American Tall Tales, et cetera, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's that's really about it for me. <laughs> Cool. Uh, well, you know what, JG, we'll, we'll go ahead and let you run. Uh, but uh, in, in you, you don't have uh, any Twitters or websites or anything you'd like to promote, do you? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> okay. I'm, well, I'm 33 years old, and I and I, and I, and I just use the Facebook. Okay. So you can find JG on MySpace. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> as it was once referred to as the abandoned amusement park of the internet. I love it. Nice. <laughs> nice. But uh, we'll go ahead and let you go, JG. And it was great having you on. We'll definitely be sure to have you on again as soon as possible, both on this show, Wonderland. We're going to uh, just bring you to every show we do from now on. Guaranteed. Sounds great. Sounds great. And, you know, like Bill said, look for me on uh, MySpace in 2006. <laughs> right. Okay, thanks, JG. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. I think he has to hang up. Oh, MySpace in 2006. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead back, uh, and we'll talk about some of the new characters now. JG's gone. We're rid of him. He's Finally. gone. <laughs> no, but I, I, I basically have a list here of new characters. I think we can just run down and uh, talk about them one at a time. Uh, first of all, and we'll start with you, Debbie, Deb, Deb, Deb. What'd you think of Ariel? I loved her. She is the best Ariel that they could have picked. Like, she's perfect. I love it. I agree. And she's so funny. And I love how she has a little bit of that kind of ditzy, like, what is this? I don't know what this is, you know? Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. I think that they're trying to get close but not be too close. They don't want to be too mm-hmm. canon. And I think that that's really great about the show because then it gets kind of boring. You're like, yeah, "Yeah, I've seen this before. So it's nice that they're trying to kind of reinvent the character itself while still staying true to the Disney version. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anne-Marie, what did you think about Ariel? It's Ariel. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting for Ariel for two seasons. (laughs) And she did not disappoint like like Deb-a-deb-deb-deb said. Yeah. She really was the perfect casting. Mm-hmm. She was absolutely perfect. And this will sound completely vain. She had the perfect shade of red hair. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's for so sure. Funny. It was, it wasn't yeah. too red. Cause I'm sorry. There are some gingers that are just, ooh. um, <laughs> and I love a good ginger, but, and it wasn't too prudent, but I don't know. She just perfectly embodied Ariel. Mm-hmm. 
She was mouthy when she needed to be. She was hard-headed. She was completely spacey about anything on land. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. You, the, the I, I really enjoyed her, too. The most interesting thing I thought about her, though, was the fact that it, it appears that she and uh, apparently other mermaids can travel between realms. Yeah, so, right. that's, that's going to be something in this. It has to be something in the next half season to deal with that. Yeah, it definitely feels like that needs to be a plot point of some type. Maybe that's how Hook got back uh, to uh, New York City. Most you know, likely. Or, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, her and Eric go on a vacation to <laughs> to uh, Wonderland. Oh. Speaking of Wonderland, though, one of the characters who crossed over between both shows this half uh, season was, was uh, Robin Hood. Uh, what did you guys think about Robin Hood overall? Isn't he now Regina's like true love or something? Yes. Are they going to yeah, bring that back? But- they have to bring that back, which is weird mm-hmm. though because he's with Mulan at the moment. Exactly. Well, I don't think he's with Mulan. That's why I, I was think they are in the same troop of people. Yeah, yeah, together, which may bring back Regina to hang out with her, and then we'll bring Aurora back with Prince Philip. I'm calling yeah. it now. Uh, yeah, a Regina Aurora pairing. Oh, ju- just to mess with Mulan. Oh, poor Mulan. She gets no love. <laughs> okay, uh, Tinkerbell. What did you guys think of uh, Tink? <laughs> Minus her ice skating outfit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of the traditional. I know outfit, they though, went really traditional with it. And... I I really dug her uh, Neverland outfit though. Yeah, the grungy, dirty Tink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a camouflage Tink. <laughs> I felt bad for her though. I felt bad that she kind of got banned by the Blue Fairy. I mean, yeah. I think yeah. she was truly trying her best to help Regina out and. You know, the Blue Fairy was kind of changed in my mind a little bit. She was really mean. <clears throat> yeah, she, wow. she, the Blue Fairy was really unusual this season in general. Yeah. She was kind of off to where she was always kind, but you kind of felt there was something else going on behind it all. Right. It, yeah. This season, she just seemed kind of uh, off-putting almost. Maybe that's why the shadow stole her shadow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was because she had the dark fairy's wand. Oh, yeah, that too. Which yes. Did we ever figure out who that is? We have not. Uh, there, there's rampant speculation. I, I, I think the, the theory I've heard that sounds most likely is that the dark fairy would be uh, the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, uh, and we did see her in a preview, right? Yes, yes, we did. Yeah. I actually, Anne-Marie, if you want to speak to uh, the other hints to Oz we've got this season, too, real quick. Yeah, we also got at least – these are the ones that popped out while I was listening uh, – the ruby slippers, which are a portal – were in Rumpelstiltskin's castle cabinet of magic goodness. Um, and then there was an excessive use of poppies. Oh, yes. Very much so. So, I mean, and, and even the book had the flying monkeys. So we got to see her somewhere. Oh, the book had flying monkeys? Yeah. Um, I think like from the first, first um, episode when Emma mm. was trying to leave the town line. And the car, the car yeah. door open, she hits the sign. You can see it flip and you'll see flying monkeys, like yeah. even with the vests and everything. And, so and I think the, that's, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, it was just saying that from the first. They've episode, been setting it up. Yeah, but they never, they haven't brought it up since then, really. 
other than that preview. Yeah, and I know in the first Frankenstein episode, there were a lot of references to like awesome. off to see the wizard, that right. sort of thing. Uh, but as, <laughs> speaking of, I guess, I guess really we should probably get into our uh, predictions then for uh, the upcoming season. And we might revisit this again right before uh, it starts back up. But I like I like uh, we discussed with JG practical predictions, things you think will probably happen, crazy predictions, things you uh, don't think will happen but would love to see. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and start with my practical prediction, and that's basically that Rumple becomes the Wizard of Oz. When he got when he got transported off the street, he got transported to Oz or wherever the Wicked Witch is actually hanging out, and he becomes the wizard because he one. He's okay. every fairy tale character we haven't seen yet. Right. And mm-hmm. two, I think it would really fit his personality. Right. To be the man behind the curtain pulling the strings, you know? I like it. I think it. that would be I good. Like it. <clears throat> okay, uh, Anne your practical prediction. My semi practical prediction is that the darlings who seem to disappear as soon as they got off the boat um, are in New York City and that. Hook has to somehow use them to convince Emma of what's going on. I like that because they're they're basically the only ones on this side of the curse that uh that that know everything that yeah. happened and because they I, were never under the curse, so they retained all their memories. Yeah, they weren't as long as they got out, which I'm assuming they got out before the curse hit. Um, they have all their memories. True. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like that. Okay, uh Your practical prediction. I'm gonna limit you to two debs next time. Well I said I was gonna increase them every time, so I kind of dug myself into a big hole. My practical prediction is I think Emma is gonna find out who she really is only because Belfire is gonna kiss her. I think that's a practical prediction. It's going to, like, wake her up, I guess. Or, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's True love's kiss. I think you're wrong. Well, I know. But she kissed (laughs) Hook and nothing happened. She just slammed the door and told Henry to eat his pancakes. Mm -hmm. So, really. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the crazy predictions. And now this one is one that popped into my head while I was re-listening today. It's completely off the wall insane but i'm gonna throw it out there tamara uh, of greg and tamara <laughs> was actually dorothy and that's why she hates magic because she had a run-in with the wicked witch of the west and because we never got that bit of black backstory explained uh you know why she hated magic and why she was working with peter pan that's true yeah. so i thought that would be a really good motivation also a way to get that actress back in maybe greg too since they were so uh Suddenly right. killed in the first episode of this mid- brutally killed. Season. Yeah. Trump killed her. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, uh, so uh, let's see. Deb, your crazy prediction. My crazy prediction, and I'm kind of following your your uh, your, your idea here, though. Um, I think Emma is Dorothy. Hmm. I think they're oh, going to kind of twist that around. I mean... Because, I mean, Emma isn't really a specific character that we know of. She's just Emma Swan, the quote-unquote savior. Mm -hmm. And from what we remember from The Wizard of Oz, she killed the Wicked Witch, you know, of the West, if I'm saying that right. And she saved everyone in the town, which is technically like a savior. So I have a feeling that Emma is going to somehow be moved to be Dorothy. 
Yeah, I kind of like that, especially cons- if it was in flashback, I think it would really work because we haven't seen anything of Emma's teenage years. And they could always do some sort of futzy thing at the end to mm-hmm. right. mind wiper or something like that. But that would be because I would it would be interesting to see an Emma like teenage flashback, especially if she had a previously unremembered encounter with sure. uh, the world of magic. That would be a I like that idea a lot, actually. And remember that? spinny room thing from like I think it was the second season um, the fire room the fire room but they yeah. had the doors yeah. oh the hat the hat that. I oh. think they're going to do something with that and one of those is going to lead to Oz mm-hmm. so you know I think that that has to come back because I was really interested in that and they took it away Not, I hate the fire room we can get rid of the fire room like to just block that mm-hmm. door but yeah, I think I, one of the doors is going to lead to Oz and that mm-hmm. may you know, open up a new storyline somewhere or everybody is in Oz. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I want to see everybody in uh, Slumberland, Slumberland with Little Nemo. Uh, wow. Nice. wow. Marie, your crazy prediction. Okay. My crazy prediction. Ooh, ooh, I have two. I just thought of another one. Mm-hmm. My crazy prediction number one is a dwarf rebellion. They're over this. <laughs> We're sticking them back and forth. They're like, we're going to the mines. We're getting the dust. We're done. We're going to start growing people in pods again. Mm-hmm. So Dwarf Rebellion. Too much excitement for us. Too I much. See, I, I kind of pictured them like going up against Snow and Charming. Like, we're taking the kingdom back for the short people. <laughs> 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 for Stealthy! Pour one out for Stealthy. Pour one out for Stealthy. Doing it now. Uh, Gus, Gus. Gus, Gus. Okay. Speaking of, before you give your other prediction, I do want to mention that uh, probably our next or one of our next uh, properly proper episodes that aren't a commentary that we'll be doing is Funeral for Our Friends, uh, a tribute <laughs> to everyone we've lost along the way. So Aww. if you have any words you want to say about any of the characters who have died, definitely send them over to a, I guess a short re- obituary for them. Yeah. Yes. yeah we, well, you know, it's it's a time for all of us to gather and remember them and remember the good things and we'll the bad. We'll have a wake. Yes, exactly. So, you know, okay. send, send any thoughts you have about any dead characters uh, <laughs> over to greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. But, Emery, your second crazy prediction. Um, oh, okay. My second crazy prediction. This is a crossover. Mm-hmm. The Wonderland people, for those of you not involved, there was a big curse type thing happening. Yes. I think that they are going to uproot or go through the rabbit hole, as the case may be, mm-hmm. and they're going to end up in a deserted storybook. Mm. Very I like interesting. That. that is all I got. very clever. It's um. I well, you know, I was going to say something, but we'll wait until the news section here. But uh-huh. I, yeah, I think that about uh, wraps up our general discussion. We've already went like crazy long, like uh, ridiculous. So I think uh, just. I apologize to people who've wrote in. We're not abandoning your letters. I uh, are we gonna do a special? Yeah, we can do may, maybe uh, this weekend sometime. We can sit down and record a little short, uh, twenty or thirty minute. Uh, go through go through the inbox and clear it all out, uh, kind of thing. But it's just, uh, you know, it's it's already late. I I don't want to run too long. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, you're see? losing your voice. Yeah, I'm losing my voice, which is fun. I record a lot of voiceover today at work. <laughs> But I, I, I just wanted, before we uh, move on to the news and talk a little bit uh, 
in spoiler territory, I wanted to thank Audible for uh, sponsoring this week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke. Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out your service, uh, or their service, rather. Uh, You already know about your service, right? Uh, But if you don't know what Audible is, it basically allows you to take – you know, your smartphone, your MP3 player, sometimes even car stereos. Uh, you can go in there and you can just download an audiobook and you can uh, listen to it while you're driving, while you're working out, while you're uh, killing your son or your father's son person with wow. a d- dagger. Uh, but, you know, it's very <laughs> convenient. And Audible wants to give you a, a free uh, audiobook to try out the service. And I would. I'm going to recommend uh, – Amory I don't think has a recommendation this week. Working I'm, on it. I'm going yeah. to re- recommend a novella I've recommended before, but I've actually read it this time. I, I assumed it was good before, but I actually read it, and it's really, really good. It's called Doctor Who, Nothing O'Clock. It's by Neil Gaiman. It's a little short novella, probably uh, – I don't know, 20, 30,000 words, something like that. But it's a really good story. It's set in the it's, – it's a period piece uh, set in the 80s uh, based in the time in Doctor Who when uh, Rory had disappeared into the crack and Amy and him were just going around on uh, uh, various adventures. And it's a really interesting uh, – kind of a real estate scam that the Doctor has to break up. That it, it, but I really enjoyed it. And uh, you know the link for that will be in our show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. And I believe Anne-Marie – has a recommendation. It's just in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I read this too. This one's good. This is a really good book. It was a really good movie. Um, it's Shop Girl by Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. And I figured, you know, Shop Girl, going back to work, sort of making little connections. Um, but it's just nice to have. Dana, you know, it's just a fun read. Or oh yeah, it, it's definitely it, it, it's basically it's about a girl who works in a shop in uh, I believe Santa Monica, and she kind of falls in with this older gentleman, and it, it's just kind of a kind of an interesting, almost non love story or love mist kind of story. Yeah, yeah, but it's really good and really poignant, especially from uh, you know someone who's known for kind of. Big, broad, and smart Funny. comedy, yeah. uh, Steve Martin. Right. Uh, but and he that, also narrates it, which I just, mm. he's just fantastic to listen well, yeah. to. So I, I, I listened to I, I, a bonus recommendation that we won't have a link for, <laughs> but you can search it, is uh, his, his uh, autobiography, uh, Born Standing Up, which he also narrates. And it, it's, really, it's a really neat walk through uh, not just his early career, but – kind of the burgeoning popular comedy movement of the late 70s, early 80s in America, which he was obviously a big part of. But uh, Steve Martin, 24-70 here on Greetings from Storybook. Make it happen. Make it happen. I have a recommendation, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Because <laughs> I actually I have, I drive an hour to work and an hour back home, so I, I tend to listen to audiobooks all I the time. You, sister. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this past week, I was listening to Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. <gasps> oh, I hear good things. Hilarious. Oh, my goodness. She is so funny. I mean, we've seen her on SNL, you know, We've seen her on these different shows, but it was 
hilarious. And there's different clips from SNL that she throws in there. And so I was driving, I, and especially at 5 a.m., I'm just laughing my butt off. So check <laughs> it out. It is Bossy Pants by Tina Fey, narrated by Tina Fey. Even better. I think it's pretty It's pretty cheap. It's only like maybe, you know, five bucks or something because well, yeah. I think it's short. It's about two hours or so. You know but, what? It's not it's not cheap. It's, it's free. free. If you oh, go yeah. to audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Again, slash that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> audibletrial.com slash storybrook for your free audiobook, Bossy Pants, Shock Girl, Doctor Who, Nothing O'Clock, or anything you want. And this we want to oh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, this reminds me of something we said on an episode that we never followed up on. We wanted your recommendations. Yes. We yes. wanted to maybe, maybe we should start throwing in every week we have our recommendations and one of our listeners' recommendations. I would like that. I, would I like think that. it would be great because, you know, sometimes I'm not so creative. <laughs> sometimes I just haven't been able to listen to that many. So basically, so, Emery's asking you to save her a little bit. Of- save my patukas. No, I'll still have one. I just want to know what you guys are listening to and reading and the such. So send them in. And uh, we want to thank Audible again for uh, sponsoring this week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke. And now, on to the news. News. Yes. Yes, very much so. Return to form, as it were. Okay, we just have a couple items here. They haven't come out with too much more. I'm sure we'll probably have more as we get closer uh, to the day. But first off, I wanted to point out, and especially since Captain Swan did not get much love this episode, <laughs> uh, Chris Tipton uh, tweeted us a link to a mashup called Not a Day Will Go By That I Don't Think of You, Hook and Emma, which is basically a big mashup of a bunch of Hook and Emma scenes uh, set to music. It's a, kind of a supercut of the best Captain Swan moments. Uh, we'll have the link to that in our show notes uh, at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. And, and as Chris said, he wasn't a Captain Swan before he saw this video. After he saw this video, he was a Captain Swan. So that's all I'll say. Oh, Chris. Speaking of Captain Swan, can you tell I put this news section together? Yeah, sorry. Um, there is a fo- photo floating around Tumblr um, right now. And again, we'll have the link in our show notes uh, that has Emma and Hook, where it looks like they're in Central Park or something, having a picnic. And uh, so I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, whatever. Um, let's see here. And finally, uh, this is the last bit of news, and we'll also talk. Sorry, I'm still the- trying to pull up the picture for myself to look at. So <laughs> that's, that's fine. Why it's basically them sitting there uh, over over some food or whatnot. Doesn't mean I don't want to look at it. <laughs> but uh, basically, there was this, and it was filmed with, uh, as they say on the internet, a potato. Uh, but uh, basically, a little preview uh, uh-huh. for once that shows the Wicked Witch. Walking across the Storybrooke line. So I guess that confirms that, uh, you know, Storybrooke isn't gone with uh, with the curse being lifted. That's awesome. And, and the thing is, right at the end of it, um, you see she it, it's a yellow brick road that's melded into the pavement of the oh. road leading into, into Storybrooke, which really? I thought was kind of, yeah. I yeah, haven't I'm watched look, it. I'm sorry. I'm looking at it right now. And actually, you know what? It looks almost like. It could just be the way her dress is laying on the ground, but it seems almost like she's spreading the yellow brick road behind her as her dress drags oh. along the pavement. Oh. 
which is very interesting. Uh, but we'll have we'll have a link to that in our show notes as well. It looks like it was recorded off a uh, Canadian television or something. Might have only aired once, but it, you know it says "Wicked is coming" as as the hashtags say. Um, but they are a little hashtag crazy. They are. They are. But, but then again, we had an episode called hashtag. So. But everyone's getting that way because Twitter's going out to all these media companies and say in you know talking about brands on Twitter. <laughs> So anyway, anyway, digress. Yeah, that, that's a little off topic. But yeah, uh, I mean, we have the Wicked Witch coming uh, next season. What do you guys think about that? I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be great. Completely, completely excited. I, I she, think that think that's the general sentiment. Go ahead. Is, is she going to be the new big bad? I wonder. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah she maybe, has to be. That, uh. That's kind of the theory that maybe, you know, because we, we've kind of felt uh, – I, I don't know, machinations above and beyond what we've seen on screen operating, you know, throughout the episodes. And it has to be – there has to be someone up there behind it. And I, I don't know, uh, The Wicked Witch makes a lot of sense. Well, I think uh, one of our listeners wrote in with a, a theory on that, I specifically related to the world of fairies. But, you know, we're not going to address too much uh, listener feedback tonight because we've already run, run rather long. But yeah. – I. Definitely look for that in a future episode. Okay, I guess I guess uh, I'm hosting this. I should uh, continue on here. You should. Um, yes, I, I should. Uh, we're, like I said, we're not going to do any feedback tonight. As you can tell, uh, I'm dipping. He's <laughs> losing that. his voice. He's losing yeah. his voice. But uh, we do want feedback for you. You know what? Since we did this uh, today in today's episode uh, and everything, what I would like for you guys to do homework is to write in with to us with your uh, practical prediction and your crazy prediction for the next half, half part of the uh, season. And we'll, we'll read all those in our, our next episode where we deal with feedback. You can email greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com, Twitter's at gfstorybrook, Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook, and the voicemail number, which we love, 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 and we always play them, 424 274 2352. Now, we got a lot of great feedback from a lot of people, and we have it all here listed. And like uh, like uh, we mentioned earlier, we, we'll probably sit down sometime this weekend and record a special episode yeah. just okay. to deal with that. Who knew that talking about, you know, 11 episodes or whatever of a TV show would take an, an hour, hour and a half. 20 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> Go figure, right? Uh, but uh, let's see here. Yeah, I, I guess that's about about uh, it. It feels weird not having do, going into feedback before the end of the episode. Doesn't it? It yeah. really does. Yeah. Uh, so okay. you know, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Amory, where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on the Twitters at AMD Simone. Um, that's pretty much all I'm going to promote at this time. <laughs> Blog falling a little behind. How's the new job going, by the way? I'm sure people are uh, curious about that. The new job is fantastic. I love it. I feel <laughs> at least a little bit important. So that's <laughs> a far cry from retail. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's good. But that would be why other things are <laughs> lacking. And the fact that it's 930 and I've been yawning for 25 minutes. So, <laughs> I'm and <pathetic>. <laughs> Deb, 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 it's like almost 3 o'clock there, right? Or past no, it's 3.30. 3.30, yeah. 3.30, yeah, no big deal. Sorry for keeping you <laughs> up so long. Where can, people no, find okay. you on, where can people find you online? You can find me at the Twitters at Snowbunny143, and my blog is also dead, too, since <laughs> I have been really busy. <laughs> and on Facebook at Rich Deborah Kenzel. 
Excellent, excellent. And as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Bill Meeks, on Google Plus, uh, Google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And you can find my uh, series of books, Dog Boy Adventures, about a teenage superhero uh, with magical powers at dogboyadventures.com. A new one's coming out here in the next couple weeks, Dog Boy Danger on Liberty Pier. Uh, well, I guess that's it. Uh, we'll be back uh, this weekend with a, a fan yeah. feedback episode. And then we'll start feedback rolling out. Feedback and predictions. Feedback and predictions. Exactly. So write in with those predictions. Greetings from storybrook at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And uh, after that, we'll be doing some commentaries and uh, the funeral for our friends episode. So if you have any uh, memories of people who have gone or who have left us, who are uh, counting the worms as it may were. May or may not come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, definitely send those in too. I'm uh, really excited for that episode. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> it, it should be a blast. Definitely. But I, I, I guess uh, until next time. Greetings, greetings from, from Storybrooke. Story we're tired, all of us. Oh, we're sad. <laughs> <laughs>